Hello, 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 and welcome to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and we're back with another episode. So, last week, I interviewed Sylvia Blair. She is a musician and college student from New York City. I interviewed her last week, and that went really well. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I would love, love, love to do more interviews like that in the future. Hopefully, I have the opportunity to do more of that, but today I'm back with just a normal type of episode, um, just going through a life, career, and all of that for one of our famous, famous celebrities um, in the media. So before we get started with that, uh, I don't have much to say for the intro this week. I have, I do want to say that I have tried uh, recording this episode and doing this intro. I think this is my fifth time. But other than just not having that much to say, uh, I just want to say that my Christmas was really fun. I spent time with my family, and it was just really nice to um, have a little break in the regular routine that has been going on for the past few months. So that was really nice, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I hope everyone uh, else had a really great holiday if you celebrated. Um, And now we are... Packing up for the end of 2020, this is going up on New Year's Eve, so you can listen to this in celebration, or you can listen to this after New Year's Eve, after the new year has happened, and listen to it in celebration of 2020 being over. Either way, this is kind of a celebration episode, because we are all ready for 2020 to end, and um, that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say for the intro this week. I'm not going to push anything more Uh, when there's really nothing else. So let's get into the episode. I'm super excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about the iconic RuPaul. RuPaul is a singer, model, actor, songwriter, and TV personality icon that spent decades trying to attain mainstream recognition. While he's most well known for his reality TV series RuPaul's Drag Race, He has accomplished way more in his career than what people give him credit for. So, let's talk about it. So, of course, we're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to start at the beginning of his life, his childhood, um, first. So, RuPaul Andre Charles, his full name, um, he was born on November 17, 1960, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Both of his parents, Tony and Irving Charles, were from Louisiana, but eventually they moved their family to San Diego, California, where RuPaul and his siblings were raised. When he was seven years old, RuPaul's parents got divorced. Now, after this happened, his mother was granted custody of him and his three sisters, and during her marriage with RuPaul's father, she was primarily a stay-at-home mother. Unfortunately, this lifestyle would no longer be able to support her and her four children, so she started working at Planned Parenthood, and she actually worked there for many years um, after. In 1976, after a few years of living with his mother, RuPaul picked up and moved to Atlanta, Georgia with his older sister, Renetta. His initial plan, of course, which is most teenagers' initial plan, was to stay with his mother for the remainder of his high school career but he was expelled from San Diego High School for chronic truancy. This ended up working out in his favor because he was able to go to a performing arts school in Atlanta. He dropped out in his junior year, so he didn't graduate, but he learned a lot of preliminary skills about the arts and solidified his interest in the industry even more. 
It was not easy for RuPaul to navigate the entertainment industry, especially after he dropped out of high school. In the 80s, he started his career as a musician, backup singer, and backup dancer. Throughout that decade, he worked at the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, but he also had a few other jobs along the way. Starting in 1982, he made appearances in the Atlanta Public Access variety show called The American Music Show. In addition to that, RuPaul participated in underground and low-budget film projects. For example, in 1987, RuPaul is Star Beauty was released, and it was the first of four films in that series. RuPaul, of course, starred in the film, but he also worked on the crew as a co-producer. Now, like I said before, RuPaul was also a backup singer and a backup dancer. In the 80s, he danced backup at the Celebrity Club in Atlanta and sang backup to Glenn Meadmore and the drag queen Vaginal Davis. After a few years of that, RuPaul moved on from the Georgia club scene and began working in the New York City nightclubs. He started working in New York City in the early 90s, and one of his first big jobs there was a one-act science fiction parody show called My Pet Homo. In addition to that, he appeared at the annual Wigstock Drag Festival in Manhattan for several years. This festival, which occurred on Labor Day from 1984 to 2001, was a celebration of the unofficial end to summer for the gay community in New York. RuPaul also appeared in the documentary of the Wigstock Festival, and that was released in 1995. All of those jobs, the singing and dancing backup in Atlanta and in New York, um, being in two underground films, RuPaul is Star Beauty and My Pet Homo, contributed to more mainstream exposure for RuPaul as a performer. In 1989, RuPaul was a dance extra in the video for the song Love Shack by the B-52s. This cameo led to a lot of opportunities in the following decade, especially in the music industry. Soon after RuPaul's participation in that music video, he sent a demo tape of his music to be reviewed by Tommy Boy Records. And in 1992, he signed an official contract to be represented by the label. So, on to his career. Like, his career officially started to take off after he was signed to Tommy Boy Records. I mean, his career pretty much took off after that. The year after he was signed to Tommy Boy Records, he released his first album titled Supermodel of the World. This was a pop dance mix album and perfectly on brand for RuPaul and his character. In 1994, he and Elton John collaborated on a reprise of Don't Go Breaking My Heart. After he started to receive a ton of recognition for his music, RuPaul was also recognized by the mainstream movie industry. In 1994, he appeared in Crooklyn, which was directed by Spike Lee, and he also appeared in the Brady Bunch movie and its sequel, which were in 1995 and in 1996. Also in 1995, RuPaul's official autobiography titled Letting It All Hang Out was released. This book, while it is mostly an autobiography, is somewhat of a how-to book as well, and it also includes a lot of beauty tips from RuPaul. Considering all of that, 1995 was kind of a big year for him. Apart from being in mainstream films and releasing a book, RuPaul became the first drag queen to be the spokesmodel for Canadian Makeup Art Cosmetics, which is more commonly known as MAC. The campaign that came along with this drop was an opportunity for RuPaul to explain what makeup means to him and how the significance of makeup has changed throughout his life. 
He explained in an article for the Chicago Tribune in 1995 that you will never find him at home chilling on the couch in full drag. That it's all about fun to him and it's not his lifestyle. Which actually makes a lot of sense and I never thought about that before doing all this research. So, like I said before, 1995 was a big year for RuPaul, but even... So, like I said before, 1995 was a big year for RuPaul, but he made an even bigger career leap in 1996. The RuPaul show premiered on VH1. RuPaul interviewed a bunch of celebrity guests which ranged from musicians, actors, and other popular people in the media. Notable celebrities from that time included Diana Ross, Dionne Warwick, Cindy Lauper, Olivia Newton-John, and the Backstreet Boys. Later that year, RuPaul released his second official album titled Foxy Lady. This album was recorded and released under a second This album was recorded and released under a Los Angeles record label called Rhino Records. The album as a whole did not do too well, unfortunately, but one particular song, Snapshot, was a big dance hit at number four on the Hot Dance Music Club playlist. In 1997, he released his third album, which was Christmas-themed. The album, titled Ho Ho Ho, overall had a better response from RuPaul's fans than Foxy Lady. In 1998, RuPaul released a collection of his favorite dance songs by other artists. He called this compilation CD RuPaul's Go-Go Box Classics, and it was the last thing he ever released with LA's Rhino Records. Now, let's fast forward a few years further into RuPaul's career. The early 2000s, while I don't remember much of it, was an iconic period for celebrities in Hollywood. Unfortunately, there were not many benefits for RuPaul during this period. In 2004, he released his fourth official album, Red Hot, independently. This album did not elicit a great response from the press, and there was very little coverage and reviews on the album, which made him feel somewhat betrayed. He expressed in an interview He expressed in an interview following the release of the album that betrayal constitutes some sort of promise, but that wasn't the case there. He concluded eventually that disappointment was a more appropriate feeling towards the album's release, since all of his hard work wasn't being recognized in the way he thought it would. However, in June 2006, RuPaul redeemed himself with the release of a remix album titled Reworked. This album featured different versions of his own songs and a few new ones. A major turning point in RuPaul's career occurred in 2009, when the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race aired. Now, everyone has at least heard of RuPaul's Drag Race. If you haven't seen it, you've at least heard of it. It's an iconic reality TV show hosted by RuPaul, of course, and um, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. So, to gain publicity before the premiere, RuPaul was a guest on a few shows in 2008. He was a guest judge on Project Runway and a guest chef on Paula's Party. The object of the show, RuPaul's Drag Race, is to have drag queens compete against each other in order to be named America's Next Drag Superstar. The competition started in the U.S., but the Drag Race franchise has expanded to spinoff shows and shows based in other countries as well. Some of the spinoffs include RuPaul's Drag U, Drag Race All-Stars, and RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. In addition to the spinoff shows, like I said, the Drag Race competition also occurs in other countries. So there's Drag Race Canada, Drag Race Chile, um, there's Drag Race in the Netherlands, Thailand, the UK, um, and Drag Race in Australia and Spain are both in the works. RuPaul's Drag Race America is currently up to season 12, and season 13 is airing very soon. 
Shortly after the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race in 2009, RuPaul released his fifth official album titled Champion. The album failed to get on the official Billboard 200 list, but it did get to number 12 on a Billboard dance and electronic albums list. A few months later, in June 2009, RuPaul hosted and performed at the second annual New Now Next Awards. This U.S. award show is put on by the LGBTQ themed channel Logo TV, and Logo TV also produced RuPaul's Drag Race for a while. After a few successful seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and the show being declared the best reality TV show by TV.com, Drag Race All-Stars premiered in October 2012. It was highly demanded by fans who wanted to see their favorite drag queens from previous seasons compete for another chance at a winning title. One year after that, RuPaul announced and launched his debut makeup line and unisex perfume. And now, just a few more studio albums and Drag Race seasons later, RuPaul remains a great success in the entertainment industry and, more importantly, a huge inspiration and icon for the LGBTQ community. So, that was a ton of information. That was a lot to unpack. RuPaul's career has been packed with opportunities and success, clearly, as we all just witnessed. But how does RuPaul spread positivity beyond his music and his fun reality TV show? Over the course of his career, RuPaul has been given a lot of credit for the increased exposure of drag queens in the mainstream media. Thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race, drag queens are no longer a group of people just admired by the LGBTQ community, but they are now recognized by mainstream society. In addition to his extended representation and advocacy for the LGBTQ community, RuPaul has also been an avid supporter for topics related to voting. RuPaul paid close attention to providing voting resources, especially to the LGBTQ community where only one in five people are normally registered. Drag Out the Vote is a nonprofit organization that works with drag performers to promote education and participation for democracy. Through organized drag events that happen online and offline, people are educated on the importance of voting and have the opportunity to get registered themselves. Though RuPaul is not directly associated with Drag Out the Vote, a few important co-chairs of the organization are from past seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, RuPaul clearly has had a big impact on the LGBTQ plus community, and um, though he's not directly associated with Drag Out to Vote, he still has expressed his interest in the importance of voting um, for everyone. So that's super important. So yeah, that's pretty much the end of the episode. That's all about RuPaul. Um, honestly, I have to be completely and brutally honest. I had no idea that RuPaul did that much in his career. I only associated RuPaul with RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, I knew that he released music. I didn't know how much music he released. I think now, I didn't go through every single album. But I think he has like 10 albums, which is crazy. And it was just so interesting to research him and learn all of that extra stuff that I had no idea before. I had no idea that he was or that he is an actor and um and yeah it's just so cool to learn all that stuff so that was all for today i hope you enjoyed today's episode please follow me on instagram at hollywood hero pod for more updates on the podcast 
and tune in next week for another fun episode. So I guess that's it, and I'll see you all next week. Bye!